entered into the Paracosm, where anything is possible and everything is probable. I'm Lacey, the blue context that Gambit wears to hide his identity. And I'm Leah, the broken horn on Sylvie's crown. So I guess, I guess we could talk about, like, why we started this show. But, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious. We just both wanted a place to rant. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's that's essentially it. I If anybody follows me in other social media digital world all i ever do is rant about whatever is happening in comic movies or comic books or you know whatever's happening i have a lot of opinions about a lot of things same i i don't like share a lot of my opinions as much online but i definitely like i'll find cool art and share it and then like all of a sudden i'll be like oh my god but this 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 and i'll just start going all because i saw like a picture of something so it's this is our place, our place to rant. Yep, this is the safe space for everything that falls into, I guess, the nerd category. Yeah, like focusing on comic book culture, but also, you know, comic book culture has definitely expanded. It's not just comic book culture anymore. It's become movies. It's become shows. It's be- you know, it's become so many things at this point that. You know, while I think our focus is comic books, we're also going to talk about shows that have come from the characters from comic books and focus a lot on just kind of everything revolving around it. Yeah, it's like, it's the world of just comic books has expanded so far lately that it's not just superheroes anymore and it's not just like good, bad, save the day, go home, you know? But yeah. It's just a fun ride, and I'm really excited that it's become such a phenomenon that, you know, it's just so easily accessible, and you can talk about it with just about anybody. Yeah, and the cool thing is, you know, whether you're a fan of Marvel, DC, um, even indie stuff sometimes I'm sure we'll get into, uh, you know, we're going to get into sci-fi stuff like uh, Predator, Alien, Godzilla, Anything like that, you know, we're going to kind of try and talk about it all. I think the first few things we have are kind of superhero-based and Marvel-based. Uh, it's because what we know the best. But, I mean, we're definitely going to venture and talk about a lot of different things. So we're not going to just kind of be uh, in one little, I don't even know what it's called, like, slot area. We're going to, it's going to be about it all. Yeah, we're not just, like, falling into Marvel or DC. It has to be one or the other, and it's only ever going to be about you know, the MCU studio and, or just like the Marvel television shows or DC on HBO series and stuff. Like it's, it's like the broad spectrum of just all of it. Just the whole shebang. It's just easier to start out in the Marvel world because that's what's so on trend at the moment. Right. It's so relevant. Yeah. It's relevant. It's what we've watched most recently so it just kind of made the most sense to start there um which brings us to what we're talking about today which is the scarlet witch i'm so excited i yes. literally in the last year have fallen so in love with the character um and it's not even a character that like i really put a whole lot of thought into before like I, I really will credit that to the movie, the Infinity War movies. So I um, really started falling in love with her when I realized that, oh my god, of course, when I realized that she was, like, also an X-Men, or not not an X-Men, I don't think she ever actually, I don't know if she actually became an X-Men, 
Um, but I know that uh, her first appearance was in X-Men number four in the Silver Age comic books. So, and I believe that was March 1964. So that is kind of, that's definitely why I started falling in love with her because she kind of started in the X-Men universe. Um, and she kind of transitioned into Avengers, which between us, like I definitely, I, I feel like I'm the X-Men person and you've been reading a lot of the Avengers stuff. So we've both gotten to see like these two sides of her. Uh, as she kind of grows, because she kind of starts younger in the X-Men universe and then kind of goes into adulthood with the Avengers a little more. Yeah, and that was like the, I think one of the coolest things about it, because I remember seeing the Scarlet Witch at the end, that tag scene at the end of Captain America the Winter Soldier the first time um, in what, I think 2013 when that came out. Uh and I, like, lost my mind because the first time I'd seen the character was in that slightly terrible X-Men Evolution cartoon when I was a kid. And I want to say in that show, she was depicted as a villain for the majority Well, and that's kind of, that's another interesting thing about her is that she has been a hero and she's been a villain in her own right, right? Like, sometimes I think we think of villains as they have to have some plan for world destruction or some plan for you know, taking over a certain group of people or anything like that. Um, I feel like, I feel like a lot of the times it's been very black and white, but with her, it's, it's really not as much, you know, she becomes a villain, but it's not so it's, you want to characterize it as a villain, but it's not ultimately like she's some horrible person, right? She's very emotion based. Yeah. And I really, I think that that is why WandaVision, the series, stood out so much against everything else that was going on with Scarlet Witch particularly, is that that's the very first time that she was depicted as a person first and not like an Avenger or an X-Men or, you know, like this weird gray area between good and bad because she's kind of always operated inside of her own agenda. Like, she very much is that almost anti-hero where she does what she thinks is right in the moment. And it doesn't always come back and turn out so good, obviously. Uh, we see that, you know, in the House of M series. And uh, that just kind of spills into, like, years worth of comic material. What? So what I love about her is, is that she is emotion-based. And I that the way they've presented it, um, and WandaVision being the most recent uh thing that I have seen with her, uh it's just very like her how do I say this? The way they presented her emotions were very well done. The fact that they went through the stages of grief, super awesome, super cool, uh, very cool way to do that, you know. Scarlet Witch is definitely, she's so powerful, and yet she can't control everything going on around her. And that has got to be frustrating. It's got to be, like, it's got to just rip you in half. Because to be, like, the ultimate power holder, because she is, she's definitely, like, an S-tier, you know, hero or mutant or whatever you want to refer to her as depending on how you know her she's she's up there she's ridiculously powerful um you know the fact controlling a whole town and like almost expanding it i truly think that in the wandavision show she could have expanded that to the world 
if she had gotten, like, pissed off enough. Oh, yeah, I think that, like, we were right on the edge of seeing, like, a House of M moment, which is kind of where I thought that show was going the first half of it, you know? It was only, like, nine episodes, I think. Uh, Yeah, it was short. Yeah, it was super, super short, and it felt even shorter than the nine episodes, because, like, we got six episodes out of Falcon Winter Soldier. We're getting, I think, six out of Loki. And so far, we have seen more content from those shows, but we've gotten less character building and less of, like, an emotional push with those other two series than what we got in WandaVision. Yeah, this was very... WandaVision, definitely, the difference between that and the other two shows right now is that it's very very honed in, very centralized around her, what she's feeling, you know, even it's funny because like they do it as a TV show, right? And you're watching it, but it really is kind of like a TV show. Like the other characters, while there is development with them, like with Vision and everything, what happens with him, you know, it really is centered around her. She is the vocal point. You know, what's happening to her is what affects everyone else. and. That's not really a thing we're seeing with anyone else. And I think that that just kind of holds more to her power and what she's capable of, you know, with just her emotions. Yeah, and I really love that they're doing that, too, that they're not just, like, they're not portraying her as the female character that went absolutely crazy because the love of her life died. So now she's just erratic and every choice she's making is based off of that loss and... uh, I mean, ultimately, all of her emotions are coming from that trauma of basically her entire life. But they're not... She, Like you said, she's emotion-based. So that's feeding into herself. And then she, you get that feeling that she's kind of terrified of herself by the end of that series. When she kind of realizes what she's done and what she's capable of doing. And it's so different from some of the recent comic storylines that I've read with her involving uh, anything to do with, you know, Wanda Maximoff or the Scarlet Witch or whatever variation they're using with her. In the comics, she's almost always this, like, mentally unstable character that's pushed to the breaking point and always has to have somebody come in at the last minute and give her that big old pep talk that's gonna change the day and make her see everything that she's doing needs to be completely different and in wandavision they let her discover that on her own yeah she kind of has to be her own her own like savior in wandavision you know but because uh spoiler alert you know this whole episode's (laughs) a spoiler alert honestly so i hope people who are listening understand that like when we talk about these things obviously the entire episodes are gonna be spoilers so if you haven't seen wandavision or read the comics and that matters to you, don't listen to this. <laughs> Just don't. <laughs> um, I mean, if you want to, great. That's great for us. But, like, as a fan, I if you care about seeing any of this or reading any of this, don't listen to us. Come back and listen to us when you're ready. You know? Go on the ride with us. But when you bring up, like, she was scared and everything, I definitely see that. And I agree. She had to come to terms with it on her own. Because at the very end, when we see her in her own little, 
cabin in the woods situation going on. I love that actually. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I love that. She was she went straight up cottage core. I was like, very cool, very cool. <laughs> All right. This is you know, if I lost my husband for the second time and then thought my kids were dead, I would probably be like, you know what? Yeah, fuck it. I'm gonna go live in a cabin. <laughs> like, fuck everybody else. I'm done. Right. It's cabin time. So living in a cabin, but oh my god, when she hears her kids call out to her, and oh yeah, sorry, let me get back to this. But her doing that, her exploring her powers through those books, was her being her own hero. I think we finally got to see a glimpse into her sort of accepting herself, and accepting how powerful she is, and what she's capable of. Uh, and that was cool to see, and then of course they ended it with her hearing her kids, and you know, spoiler alert for people who only watch the show, uh, her kids do survive. They're in the comics. They're, they're real heroes. <laughs> yeah, like, there's, there's, like, two iterations of those characters, Wicked and Speed, and I am, for the rest of my existence, probably gonna get their actual names confused, because I only know them as Wicked and Speed in my brain. Uh, yeah, oh, same. Like, that's the only way I'll refer yeah, to them. I just I can't do anything else. So the entire time I'm like talking the the series up to other people, I'm like, and then her kids, Wicked and Speed, come in, and I don't think they ever said that in the show. You know this? No, I don't think, I don't they, think they did. They ever referred to them as their their Young Avengers name, which is the next series that I'm picking up uh, to get ready for the Hawkeye show coming out. But that's for later. Um, we'll get to that. Don't worry, everybody. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I I just had to like reroute my brain because I said Hawkeye, and that's my like one of my all time favorite characters that the MCU has kind of done a disgrace to. So like that's for a different listen. Day, we we can't say day. the G word or else you know I'll go on a tangent. So, but I'm so excited to to see the progression of these characters come back, and I'm I'm a little worried about in what direction they're going to bring Wiccan and Speed back in. Because we know through the comic book history that Wanda goes back and forth, you know. She has that entire House of M series, which is the the outline that they followed for WandaVision. They took storylines from that and from the Vision comics, and they kind of blended all of this together to create this very, very tragic and emotional conclusion to a love story that you never even really got to see. And then they give you these two children out of it. And at the end of it, you just hear them crying for help. And you're like, oh, God, something terrible is going to happen. But I was so relieved that they didn't just automatically put her into villain category. Yeah, that wouldn't it wouldn't like, work. She's a woman scorned. Yeah. yeah. And that's where I was kind of scared that they were going to take her to is that well, now she's the villain that everybody sees her as at the start of Uncanny Avengers, um, which is arguably one of the worst comic series I've indulged in. Uh, not a big fan of the way that they used her character in that series, and not a big fan of the way that they uh, took Rogue in that series either, because I know you're like a huge I am, Rogue I am a fan. huge Rogue fan. Uh, yeah, so we're going to get on Rogue in another episode. We already have... We have so many plans. That ...in our brains. Yeah, we have so many plans for that. Scarlet Witch, uh, that's what I'm feeling right now anyways, Scarlet Witch, like, ever since the start of the year. I guess since they announced that they were gonna do a WandaVision series, 
I was kind of like, I don't know how they're yeah, going to Yeah, I, I will not, I'm not going to sit here and lie. When they first, when WandaVision first came out, I was like, oh, I'm so skeptical. It's a Marvel TV show. I don't know how this is going to go. They're going to take a character I like, and it looks weird. So I, like, I'm not going to lie. I was skeptical as hell when this first came out or when they first announced it. Like, even the little trailers, I was like, eh, I don't know. And I kind of just sat down and I was like, you know what? I We have nothing else to watch. Like, me and Ashton sat down and we were like, okay, we'll watch it. And then after the first episode, I was hooked. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, they did a good, they did a good job. But yeah, I don't, I don't like it when anyone pins her as a villain because what it doesn't work i don't think it makes sense like i think there are characters that you can pin as villains even when they have redemptions they're still what most of what they've done is pretty hard to put behind them but i feel like with her like even from a psychology point not that i'm a master in that or anything so don't (laughs) listen to any of my expertise because i have no expertise but just from a psychology point, like, thinking about it and her emotions, like, it makes sense. Everything she do- There's nothing she does that doesn't make sense and make you go, maybe I would do that, too, if I had this power. Maybe that's how I would feel. Maybe that's how I would react, you know? Because she... It's like you said earlier. She, she just gets beat up. Yeah, she's not had it easy at all since we first see her introduction into the MCU. Like... You have to also take her introduction very gently, the same way that you've always had to take her in the comic books, too. Because she comes in every time stories, and she is a gray area. She's either working with Magneto, or she's working with Hydra, or she's with Ultron. And then at some point, she always kind of... Yes, the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. And then, like, (laughs) that's kind of like... That that whole area of at some point she's gonna flip sides you know air quotes sides uh but i mean like magneto does too though a lot yeah like you know like father like daughter honestly like straight up also let's just real quick let's get this out of the way let's talk about that outfit at the end because i personally think that's absolutely a call to Magneto's outfit in one of oh, the older yeah. X-Men movies. You can put them side by side. You like the same color, same kind of look, same like you if you put them they're in yes. a fashion show together. Absolutely. Same maker. Yes. Like they use the same fabric. They like straight up were just like, "Oh, I have a yard of this For real. Yes. A cape as well." And uh, you know, we're going to the yes, exactly. They match, but when they, uh, I howled when I saw her costume at the end of that. Um, and I actually follow the guy on Instagram who was one of the designers on it. I forget what his last name is, but it's Andy, and he is a um, one of the storyboard artists for all of the MCU. So he had. And on a podcast I was listening to a little while ago called Phase Zero, which is done by comicbook.com. So that's also another good place for anybody that happens to stumble into this to go listen to. Um, I think it's Andy Parks is what his name is. And it's at Andy Parks on everything. He had been trying to work her headpiece into the MCU since her introduction. You know, so we finally get her headpiece and they just kept telling him no because there's no oh. logical reason and they were trying to do everything based in reality at that point 
of like making it a hundred percent believable that that Hydra would want to experiment on these people and that they legitimately could. So they were like, we're not having a headpiece and a cape. That's stupid. So instead, we're going to do this trench coat and a corset. Yeah. And I was like, and these giant heeled boots. And I was like, oh, that's even better. That makes so much more sense. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you Yay. for that decision. He did talk a lot about what his thought process was behind in creating that look for her in WandaVision. And he wanted it... To just be functional, completely functional for the character, what she was doing. Uh, Lizzie Olsen had a lot of say in her design, her final design. So I do kind of wonder if somebody in that wheelhouse of Marvel isn't going, Magneto's coming. And uh, we're going to see them next to each other. And you're going to know first look that somehow these characters are connected, even though they retcon a lot of their connection in the comics, depending on how they want to use Wanda. So I really, you know, on that Magneto thought, I really thought he was going to show up in Wanda. I did too. Or get mentioned like a I did too. You know. Yeah. Well, I was so I was so excited when we got (laughs) the the Fox, you know, X Men. Petro, oh my god, I hope I said that right. Our Pietro. Uh, no, uh, fake Pietro. Yeah, yeah, fake Pietro. Yeah, I was so excited because I, I literally, I flipped when I saw when the door was answered and he was standing there. I flipped. I oh went on this god. huge rant about how the X Men are coming and this confirms it and all this stuff. And then it was such a jerk oh my gosh well, i felt the rug pulled out from underneath me i, I was never... like that was such a good opportunity so there have been like a handful of times in the mcu where i have just been like gut punched and left in shock by the time something was done and this was like the number one how could you moment like when it, it was heartbreaking when they opened the door when she opens the door and you see vision behind her and he's like who is that who is this Wanda? And she just says Pietro. I lost my mind. Like, for the whole week after that, that's all I could talk about to anybody that would listen to me was how did they bring Fox's Quicksilver into an MCU property? Like, we all know that Marvel Studios acquired 20th Century. So they own the X-Men. So... Yeah. For like a week, I was sitting there going, this is how they're going to do it. This is like all these theories. And then at the very end of it, they they make a boner joke. Yeah, I our overlords, Disney, did ah, us dirty. Which did when, so dirty. when do they not? When do they not? I know. Um, I'm I'm almost I really am. I'm hoping that. But even though it wasn't really him. I'm still hoping that him showing up, the costume at the end, is all a push towards X-Men. Because I would love to see, like, I would love to see, like, they have, just for those of you who don't know, like, they have another sister. Oh, (laughs) I know. and She exists. She's real. I was so, I was also, like, I guess we're gonna, like, veer off the path for half a second about that. Like, when they did the flashback, we got to walk through all of her memories, which was such an amazing episode of just getting to doorway after doorway of Wanda's life. When they were in Sokovia, I really thought that they were going to also drop the bomb on you, literally, that they had a sister. 
you know, yeah. and she also died with the parents in Sokovia, and that just adds more to the grief of losing another sibling. And we didn't get any hint that Lorna Dane is going to come to us anytime soon, which isn't unusual because they kind of forget that she exists in almost everything. They do. Uh, they really do. And, like, Polaris is a good Lorna Dane, just for those who don't know. Polaris is a good character. I like Polaris. Like, yeah. I like her in the comics. I like her in the little X-Men TV shows. Like, she's well done. And then the relationship between Scarlet and Polaris is really good. Like, it's very sisterly. It's just very, it's it's well portrayed. Yeah, it's well I'm done. I'm hopeful that we'll get that. And it will be a, like, an even more emotional toll on Wanda. I really, I'm a sucker when you put your favorite characters through a lot of emotional beat-up. Uh, like, it... Oh, it feels so, good. It feels good. It just makes you feel so good at the end of it, especially when things start to kind of, like, unknot themselves. But I'm so hopeful that by the time we get to the introduction of the mutants in the MCU, that Polaris is one of those that we get to meet, you know? Because that would also be a such a good way to bring Magneto into the fold of just... Wanda, those weren't really your parents. Yeah, yeah. We had to separate the three of you and whatever, whatever. And I had so many theories on how they were going to work Magneto into it. Did you ha did you have any theories on Magneto? I mean, yeah. I to be honest, because of the Doctor Strange movie coming out, um, I really just thought that we were going to kind of get a little like taste of the whole multi-dimensional stuff going on like i thought wandavision at the end of it was going to be kind of the start of that obviously we know that that's not true anymore and i'm not going to spoil anything right now in this episode um for other things going on in the universe but you know i we're getting now from another show what i thought we were going to get at the end of wandavision which would have been the introduction of multi-dimensional other universes and that would have been the chance to see the at the entrance of magneto you know just and not even he didn't have to say anything he didn't have to do anything you know one of those moments one of those classic movie marvel moments where like a character just walks on screen you just see him you know that's it and that that's just the confirmation of this is coming in the future i really thought that's what was going to happen i i now obviously we're not getting that in that show. Um, but I do... I have hope. I really do. I think that now that Disney owns it, I think that maybe it won't be immediate, but I do think we're going to get that. And I think the only way to do it right is to make Magneto her dad. Like, because that's, that's it. That's who it is. Yeah, and I know that she's got two different... up. Well, I guess technically three different upbringing stories through the comic books, you know, and she's got that Magneto is her dad and Quicksilver is her brother and Polaris is her half-sister. I forget who Polaris's mother is. Uh, I don't even remember who her mom is. Um, but you've got that storyline. You've got the storyline of she was adopted and Magneto is her biological dad, so that makes her a mutant and not, like, some half-mutant or whatever they do. And then you've got that storyline of Magneto is still not her father, he just took ownership of her because of her powers. Her and Quicksilver, you know, they're considered, uh, what did they call them? Nexus beings? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, 
Which is, that's one of my favorite working theories right now, is that by the end of uh, Multiverse of Madness, we're going to see more of the Nexus being uh, storyline play out, and it's going to come out, because we, according to the MCU version of Wanda, she was born with these abilities, not as a mutant, but as something stronger. Uh, the, you know, the legendary Scarlet Witch. So it's super... It was super cool and also like a bust for them to do it that way. Yeah. Because I really, I kind of wanted them to follow that storyline of these were her adoptive parents who died and that led to the great tragedy of her life. And then you find out that not only was she adopted and they died, but Magneto was her dad the entire time and he dipped out for whatever reason. But now he's back because the Brotherhood is banding together and eventually we get to this Avengers versus X-Men type deal which I almost feel like we're never Yeah, gonna I don't see. I don't think we're going to I think that's a a long shot to be honest. Yeah, it, it it's so sad. Like I don't necessarily want to see the X-Men and the Avengers like go at it, but with the MCU's version of the Registration Act being put in place in Captain America Civil War, it would make so much sense for when the mutants come into play for Wanda to be that that giant voice for them, you know, because we find out that she wasn't enhanced, she was born like this. Right. Yeah, she just always had it. Yeah, she always had it in her, and by the end of WandaVision, I really did, I was a If you would have put money down, I would have like, doubled it on a Doctor Strange connection. And I was a little sad that we didn't get it, especially after the big tease we got of Paul Bettany and his actor I've always wanted to work with. Yeah, that's <laughs> that. I think, honestly, like now that I look back, I think that was said as a way of just being like, man, how could I get people more intrigued, but uh, leave them with nothing afterwards once it's revealed? Like, okay, cool. <laughs> Thanks. Like, getting our hopes up just to let us down. I and I I do know from watching some of the extras on Disney Plus for the making of WandaVision and then reading some of the interviews with the writers and uh, Kevin Feige, Doctor Strange was supposed to appear at the end of this. Yeah, yeah which would have been awesome. Like, I would have even, I would have taken that over Magneto any day. That would have been yeah. fine. Like, because that would be such a cool way to introduce the movie that's coming, which stoked for the movie, yeah. you know, um, that would have been great. Yeah. You know, I, I just think that Doctor Strange showing up would have been an even more like, oh, now what's going to happen? Like, now we know, you know, that shit's about to go down and the the universe of Marvel is going to expand and it's going to expand rapidly. Yeah, and I still think that even without Doctor Strange, because I know the reasoning behind why they did not bring Doctor Strange in in that final episode, you know, a uh, Jack Schaefer, she didn't want to take away from Wanda. Yeah. You know, she she didn't want to make it to where a man has to come in and save the day and she's some damsel in distress. But... It still would have been really cool just to get that. But I think they could have done it. Yeah, I think they could have done it without making it like that. I don't. I don't think he needed to show up as her hero. I think that he could have shown up as an opportunity, if that makes sense. Like, oh, you're here. You know what? 
I know how I could use you to get what I need, which sounds awful, but, but that, that I fits. mean, at this point, yeah, that kind of fits. Yeah, it the fits. MCU it fits. Version of Doctor Strange, where he very much is not a team player unless he needs to be. So that totally, yeah, that right. totally would have worked out so fine. Like, you dumb broke the multiverse with your weird magic spells that you're doing, and now I need your help. So let's get in the van and go. Yeah, which you is, know? yeah, even even comic book-wise, very on brand. Very on yeah, brand. Yeah, and I think after, you know, with all of that said, the next thing that we're going to get into is our favorite what-if scenarios. Like, what if this had happened in the MCU? Or what if this had happened in WandaVision with the Scarlet Witch? So we will totally have so much to say about that in just one second. Yeah, we'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> So, we're back, and we are going to get into some of our biggest and most tragic missed connections that the MCU has done to our girl Wanda, Scarlet Witch. So, I don't know, I think my biggest thing that I really, 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 really wish that they had done from the get-go with her was just immediately she got the power. Like, I didn't really need to see the build-up to her getting her cosmic chaos magic. I think it would have been super cool if that tag scene at the end of Winter Soldier when she just kind of explodes those blocks together with just sheer power if it would have been like the entire room. Yeah. And, and then we got to see the progression of her learning to control that power. Yeah. And like it would have. Okay. Don't get me wrong. I like. I I liked what they did with Agatha. It was very interesting. But I also hated it. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like when you like something, but you also like, you're like, eh, but also I hated this. And I just want. Like, I like the original where Agatha is her teacher and a mentor and a, you know, like a friend. You know, almost like I would have loved to see that. I would have loved to see that version of Agatha with her. And like you said, she already has her chaos magic. But then to see Agatha come in and be like, hi, I'm the friend who is helping you while you are going through all this grieving and stuff instead of being like a confronting character. Because I feel like there were plenty of like antagonizing forces going on that they could have made Agatha like a protagonist or like a helper to the protagonist instead of an antagonist. Yeah, like they really could have utilized her as the mentor and not just the jealous witch next door, which is what that turned into. Like I think at the end when it's revealed that it was Agatha all along. Uh, oh god. <laughs> she was like <laughs> I love that. What a honestly what a bop. It was so that series had such good music in it. Yeah. Like can't deny I, that. I'm yeah, I'm so drawn to WandaVision and originally I was not at all. When they announced that show, I was like this is the one that I am the least excited for. It's going to be terrible. What are you going to do with these two characters that are mostly dull in the MCU? And they killed me. And then they bring in Agatha and they give her, you know, 
a really, really cool storyline. You get an amazing actress to come in and play her, and everything is just bouncing so well off of each other. And then you're just going to hit me with, uh, I was drawn here for your chaos magic, and I've been studying magic for like a millennia, and you can just do it naturally, so I'm jealous and I want it. Yeah, I, ugh, I, I was fine with her backstory, like, where she was from yeah, and all that. that. That was great. But, like, I just, I want, I didn't want her to be an antagonist. Like, I wanted her to be the comic book version, which was a mentor. Like, that just made so much more sense to me. Um, yeah, and I still think that we might see that eventually. Because, like, you know, she knows where she left uh, Agatha at in Westview. So she'll be able to come back and find her when she needs her. So we know that they're going to come back to her. Because they're not going to let Catherine Hahn just whittle in a town and make ducks you know yeah like, you can't no you can't leave that like, you can't leave Catherine. i mean like she that. came in on agatha all along like you can't just abandon that character you know not if you're gonna give us some of these other people that we've seen a lot of in the mcu that are just dull but i think i think we still might get agatha back as the mentor that she is in the comic book and it's gonna be awkward as hell and i really hope we get a lot of like weird jokes like oh sorry i almost killed you and ate your children uh, <laughs> that was an awkward weekend wasn't it that was a awkward awkward girls weekend <laughs> <laughs> sorry let's go find your kids and do this thing with dr strange so i don't know i haven't seen anything like rumored or confirmed about her coming back in multiverse of madness so take everything right here with a grain of finely ground salt the finest the finest i try really hard not to buy into some of the rumor mill out there right now because we did it with wandavision and i drove myself insane yeah you gotta ignore it you really do yeah so i'm not even theorizing on a whole lot of stuff that's going on in some of the current mcu uh i'm holding out hope on agatha coming back and obviously white vision uh or the vision you know yeah so yeah what else what else did you really want to see or did you want them to touch on more because like i also really liked the introduction of the dark hold in the mcu versus how they did it in agents of shield yeah i i definitely yeah that definitely that and then um i mean what else did they really miss like in my it was i think the main thing for me was the agatha thing like, and the, you know, of course, the X-Men and Magneto and the sister and all those opportunities that they definitely I was I was bummed about. But I also understand that you can't fit everything. Um, but I think I think my biggest thing was the Agatha thing, just because I like that character a lot. Um, so when they did her the way they did her, I was like, eh, OK. Like, but it's like you said, you know, they have a good opportunity to bring her back. You know, it's, I left you here. I know where you are. And hopefully Wanda, it'd be cool if like in Doctor Strange, Wanda has to, you know, go do these things with Doctor Strange and then maybe realize, oh, I don't know how to do this. And my last resort is Agatha. And then that kind yeah. of bridge starts to form again between them in a, like, in a more positive way. Rather than a, I'm here to steal all your shit and fuck you up way. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that would be super, super awesome of them to do. And I also literally just had this thought of 
you know, our biggest, obviously, missed opportunity and missed what-if scenario was Pietro coming back. But they never touched on, did Agatha just give him those powers, or did he have those powers? So, we could still circle back around, retcon the Ralph Boner, and get Pietro. Yeah, because there's nothing saying that, like, what was the name he used? I I was so mad I didn't even pay attention. But whenever he was like, I'm random citizen 513. <laughs> like, here's my random, here's my random, like, fucking generic white person name. I was like. And it wasn't even, like, they had several names on the table for that. And they just eventually circled around and were like, he's going to be Ralph Boner. Yeah. Yeah. He's Ralph. He's Ralph, Ralphie or something like that from next door. And I'm like, so they made the conscious choice yeah. to do this to us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, but I do, I, like, I really, like, they could, you know, what is, what is saying that he isn't actually, you know, Ralph Boner? What is saying he isn't actually that and that he is Pietro? Like, they could easily come back to that and say, no, he just believes he was this person he really did have those powers. He really was this person. He really was, you know, Quicksilver. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we have literally in the last two weeks just been introduced to the perfect setup for that of how they could go through and make it explainable and easy to understand for some of the people out there that are just the movie fans of these characters and not going all the way back to the comic books of how could Pietro exist in two different realities. I think my favorite thing about it is that we've recently been introduced to a lot of like what ifs what if this what if that like the what's going on right now in the universe has opened up to a multitude of what if which is cool because what ifs started in the comic books there's there's professor x was a bad guy or what if you know these two characters fought or what if this character never got this you know those have been things from the comics so really what's happening right now is we're getting opened up to that which brings us to our segment which is what if you know because we have a lot of what if questions because things could have gone a lot differently you know and what would have happened if they had you know like what do you think would have happened if wanda actually died in the movies instead of Pietro. Like how do you th- where would that lead us? Oh my gosh. And and the I think that the only place that Wanda's death in like Age of Ultron could have led us would be the Brotherhood. You know, they could have taken that route and then introduced us to a Pietro also struggling because in that movie you see so much chemistry between these two people that you believe they're siblings. So when Pietro dies, you feel it with Wanda. So if Wanda were to die, I fully would see Pietro going down that brotherhood path. And what if he did go out and he found, you know, we got some little hints at the end of some movies, some little tag scenes of Pietro meeting some of these other characters that create the brotherhood, but we never actually see their abilities because there was still that gray area between, uh, Marvel Studios and Fox at the time of mutants versus enhanced people. So they always just kind of hint at it. And then we get to around Infinity War where Pietro is able to interact with the Brotherhood. And then we find out about 
Lorna, and he knows he has another sister out there, and he meets all these other people through Magneto, and then we get this, like, trickle-down effect of an expanded universe with the X-Men, and then there's no clunky, oh, well, the X-Men have been living among us the entire time, says Professor X as he rolls out of the shadows. As he rolls, <laughs> he rolls up his fucking little wheeler. Oh, my oh, gosh. He just, like, floats up or rolls up, whichever kind of wheelchair he has that day. And he's like, we've been here the entire time. We're just like them, but we're better. And, and we're hiding and, for some reason, even though we're better. Yeah, we're, we're the more superior species of human beings. But we're just going to go hang out in our mansion, which has many bedrooms. You're not invited. Yeah, we're just... Okay, literally, though, for how many X-Men characters, I've always wondered, like, that mansion has got to be fucking huge. Like, what were they like, doing? They built that mansion. Like... They, were you gonna like, have it has kids? to for, for real but or then you get to the movies and it's people. like there's like six people in the movies and you're like oh where gosh, the fuck I is know. everybody i really where? i really do think though that if the uh, marvel studios could have reached an agreement earlier in like 2013 with fox then we would have gotten the mutants already and we would have seen pietro go through the brotherhood you know, because wherever Pietro goes, Wanda goes, and vice versa. Because he always leaned a little more into that life than she did. Yeah. And uh, they kind of pull each other back from whichever side of the mess that they're in at the moment. So I think that a really big what-if scenario would have been what if Wanda had died and we were introduced to Polaris instead. Oh, man. You know, and we had to go through these movies with Polaris because I, half of the things that happened would not have happened. Yeah, Polaris would be a whole, di like, literally an entirely different story, different interactions, which is saying the obvious. But, I mean, the character difference between the two is insane. You know, that I feel like when you look through the comics and stuff, like, Polaris, while Wanda looks out for her, and I think Quicksilver does too a bit. You know, it's Quicksilver and, you know, Scarlet Witch or Pietro Wanda have a bond that isn't quite shared with Lorna. So it would have just been a whole different dynamic. And I 100% agree that Pietro, if Wanda had died, he would have gone villain. I don't think he would have stayed a good guy. I don't think he would have stayed good in any way. I think he would have cracked. Like, way faster than Wanda. I think he would have just been done. Yeah, I, like, that would have just been it. And trying to build that within that movie, like, their introduction movie of Age of Ultron, um, already arguably one of the worst MCU movies, but their introduction and their dynamic makes that one of the best movies in the same breath. And had she been the one who died in that movie, one, it would have been a huge wasted opportunity on a lot of stuff, but we would have gotten this eventual X-Men scenario of who's right and who's wrong and yeah. why are they right and wrong. Because in Captain America Civil War, both sides were wrong and both sides were right. So, I really love oh, that. Yeah, that movie. That. Yeah, that, that movie definitely had me thinking. So, like, putting putting age of ultron aside right like let's let's go further into the future what about the thanos the battle with thanos like how do we think like from first movie to second movie because they had to use two movies to cover that whole storyline 
how did, like if Wanda wasn't there and it was Pietro instead, that would have changed a lot of things. Well, yeah. Do you think that Pietro would have been on Thanos' side? That, see that you know if it was if it was Pietro and Polaris there or Quicksilver and Polaris would they have been on the side of Thanos or would they have joined the Avengers? Polaris, I don't know. I'll be honest, I don't know what Polaris would have done. I don't. I don't feel like I have enough evidence in me or like feeling to know where exactly she would have gone. I almost think it would have been a fence situation. I do think Pietro would have been so broken and so done with the world. Um, Because I do think he is just as, if not more emotional than Wanda. Uh, I do think that he... Absolutely, yeah. Actually, yeah. I do. I think that there's a chance he might have sided with Thanos and been like, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. I'm done. Zap half these motherfuckers out of here. I don't give a shit. Um, (laughs) You know, but I I do, I will say when it comes to Thanos, I think there's also the chance that he could have, that could have been a cool arc for him in the sense that he stays evil for a while through these movies. And then with Thanos, maybe the first movie he's with Thanos and the second one he realizes, oh, this isn't good. And this isn't what Wanda would have wanted. Like, I think that could have been a really cool arc for him. Yeah, I I agree. I fully agree with that, that like he would have started out on Thanos' side, would have led to that destruction, you know, Polaris aside or not. And we would have also got that big, that big scene between two siblings again of you never loved me as much as you loved Wanda. You know, I couldn't, I tried to take her place for you to be there with you and you would never let me. So now I'm on his side and then he realizes what he's done and who he's been helping. And then he switches last minute in that ultimate showdown that we did get. And I think that he he would have died. They for sure would have (laughs) I do. He would not have passed that. Yeah, I think that he... No, I think he'd be done at the final battle with Thanos. I think he would have been one of the one of the ones to just fucking eat shit, like, and be done. And I think it would have been one of those classic, oh, Ark, now I'm switching to the good side and I have to redeem myself, and the redeeming myself involves dying. dying. For Hawkeye. Yeah, is it dying for Hawkeye? That's <laughs> that's what I, I came here to go fast and die for Hawkeye, and I'm not fucking oh leaving till I do it. <laughs> that's exactly. What would if they still needed that? Then they still could have had him die in his place or protecting him. You know, I don't know why they would have needed that, or or he just did that to begin with. Before, oh my god, they would have done it still. Before fucking Black Widow and him are fighting to like fall off the thing, he just zooms past and fucking yeets himself. It's gonna be fucking me! And then it fucking is worthless because no one was trying to sacrifice him. He just fucking died. (laughs) Oh my god. I would have loved it. I would have ate it up. Oh no. (laughs) He just, he just as he's running, you didn't see this coming, and then splats onto the ground of Vormir. And And that was pointless. Thank you very much. One of us has to die and next to you now. It's not even like we it's not even that we <laughs> have to die. It's meant to die next to you now. That's great. Or on top of you, depending on how we fall. <laughs> That's still like one hundred percent. It really does. Let me just yeet myself real quick because I'm so <laughs> sad about Wanda. He for sure. And then you just got Polaris over in the corner, like, and nobody <laughs> nobody cares about me. 
Okay. Where's my dad? Uh, where's my dad? <laughs> I feel like that's why Polaris hasn't been introduced because where's my dad? Where's my dad? <laughs> I need a I need an adult. <laughs> and we could be a hundred percent wrong on this because I am not super versed in the Polaris world aside from like when she's like a side character in something or they briefly like bring her into it, you know? Um uh, and then that TV show that they did on FX for a while that, um, I don't know, Gifted, The Gifted, where Polaris was the title character of that show. Uh, so maybe they find something in her that they could, like, expand like they did with Wanda. Uh, or maybe she just gets stuck on Vormir and hangs out with the Red Skull for the rest of her life because they forgot they brought her with them. You really never know. Yeah, and I'll, I'll say this for anyone listening. I'm no, not shitting no. on Polaris. Like, <laughs> Polaris, Polaris straight up becomes Pestilence for Apocalypse. Yeah, like, like, I'm not shitting on Polaris at all. Like, she's got some crazy-ass shit she does, like, too. We get to the point with all of Polaris and, like, the, the Apocalypse thing, and it's very cool. So there's no hate to any of these characters, not even Quicksilver. <laughs> No, not, not even Quicksilver, who we're saying would yeet himself <laughs> off in a pointless death. Oh, oh my god. I Quicksilver, regardless of his characterization, uh, just wasn't feeling the, you know, the Fietro that we got. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, even what's funny is, like, even in the shows, even in the comics, Quicksilver is, like, most of the time he's portrayed as, like, a little shit. Like... Wipe the shit even grin yeah. off your face, you motherfucker. Like, he is... He's very on par with Loki of the MCU. Yes. For their little, I'm gonna do what I want. What you gonna do about it now? So, I love that. I love it so much. And I really do hope that we get to a, play, a place in the MCU where we get to see Quicksilver again. Because if not, that is a huge missed opportunity just outside yeah, absolutely. of the realm of Magneto and that expansion of their storyline. And the worst part would be if they brought in Magneto and Lorna and they didn't bring back Quicksilver or like make sure Wanda knew them. Like that that would be the biggest like what are you doing? Stop. Stop being Fox. Stop being Fox. Exactly. Like the I have so much faith in the MCU just as a, a company and a production value that I'd never had in Fox. Like, clearly, I've seen all of the Fox X-Men and weird brand... Bless oh, your God. soul. I have them all. I'm looking at them on my shelf right now. I literally have the same box set of the original three X-Men trilogy. Um, I'm, s- I'm sorry. I was, I'm... like, 12. Ugh, I'm so so- I'm sorry for 12-year-old <laughs> Leah. I'm so sorry for... 12 year old I have don't get me wrong I've watched them too but it's stuck man they still place in my heart because they tried so hard to enter like backdoor introduce some of these characters that we never did get to come back and see like how many times did we get Kitty no, Pride we, and we how didn't. many times did we get Jubilee and uh, yeah I don't think that well I'm mean, aside from like the newer X-Men with like Days of Future Past that had Quicksilver in it we never did get Wanda and Pietro in those no movies, and we no, still never got Wanda. We didn't. No, I think I think Wanda was already on the way. I May mean, I could have the timeline wrong, but 
Um, I would almost have a suspicion that the dealings between Disney and Universal were happening for the Marvel universe. And so that's kind of, kind of why Fox had to tread carefully. Yeah. Cause I think that days of future past had come out or no, not days of, uh, cause he was in days of future past and not first class. Yeah. That's where we saw Evan Peters Quicksilver. Uh, and that was after they had already done winter soldier. Yeah. Like, and that was just a very like, that I love that Quicksilver. Don't get me wrong. Like I like seeing him younger and just like the scene where he's going slow and then, or not going. He's going fast. Obviously, <laughs> everything else is going. Where Quicksilver goes slow. That's just his fucking normal walking speed. But like when he's going really fast around the room and everything else is slow, like that. That was a great scene. But yeah, I just I I don't know. Like I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I feel like if they don't touch on him then we've missed something but if they never go back to pietro and they just leave that as a stepping stone of wanda's scarlet witch story then we could still be fine i i personally really want to see him like no matter even if we get a different universe you know multiverse even if we get a different one that's fine with me because that's I just I think that with the Doctor Strange movie coming out, you can just tell by the title. I think a lot of things are going to be able to be like, oh, we can throw this in there now. Why? Multiverse. That's the answer. Yeah, because what, what if, if? What? Oh my gosh! I say, what if in Multiverse of Madness we do get a Pietro and we do get him being so upset because he's stuck in this other dimension that is not his home world and. This is Wanda, but this is not his sister, but it is his sister, but where's his daddy? We don't know. Magneto, you know, he hanging out, he doing some construction or whatever he Whatever deadbeat dads and, do. Uh, and <laughs> he went to the store and he just hasn't been home. He just now. hasn't come and home. That mel- we have been we eating still- that milk, man. You know, it's just those eggs. How long does it take you to get cigarettes, Magneto? You shouldn't smoke, you know that. <laughs> like What a bad example for your kids. Exactly. We could still follow into the Brotherhood, though. And uh, I really just want to see them go more into that. Because anytime we've ever been kind of gifted the Brotherhood, we've never gotten a full look. And we've never gotten Genosha. And there's so many things that they could do with the setup of the Scarlet Witch in Multiverse of Madness. And I'm going to be so sad if they don't at least try. Yeah, there. I I hope there's at least an attempt. Um, I mean, I'll say this sort of as kind of like my final word on it. Like, I have enough faith, not 100% faith, but I have enough faith to believe that the writers and, the you know, the people in the behind the scenes that are working on this are laying out like a storyline map of what's going to happen, when it's going to happen, why it's going to happen. Uh, and my faith has been more, I guess I would say solid lately because of what I'm seeing happen between what we're talking about, you know, WandaVision and between what's happening right this moment when we're recording this Loki, you know, my faith has been restored a bit. I think that they're doing good things and I think that they're handling it well, even though, yes, there were missed opportunities. There were things I would have loved to see. I still think that they're leading up to make it really solid and make sense. Yeah, I think that if we just 
let it run its course, I, there's always going to be that small disappointment that you're going to walk away with of well, why didn't they do that? And they really could have hit us with a House of M moment at the end of WandaVision and knocked us out for good. And I mean, they kind of did. They set us up with Wiccan and Speed. You know, and yeah, they they introduced two new characters, so and, and two new characters that I love. Well, I love Wiccan a lot, yeah, because for other reasons, but we'll get into that some other time. Yeah, and it's just I also want to touch real quick on Wiccan and Speed because what if they hadn't given them to us in this series until that tag scene? Uh, woo. You know, what if it wasn't necessarily just a voice that she saw, but some version of an astral projection, which is what she was doing herself in that tag scene. So we don't that... get this whole storyline of the twins. We just get that tag. So we know they're coming. We just don't know when. That would have actually been, I think I would have liked that. Like, I like what they did, but also I would have liked that. That would have been pretty cool. Like to, especially like if you're someone who likes the comics and, keeps up with the characters in their other medias like that would have been a really big like oh my god like these characters are coming and i'm so excited to like see them and like what they're gonna do like that absolutely would have been really cool to see it done that way too yeah because we still could have got that emotional send-off between you know vision and her at the house I, I really in the same breath though don't know if it would have been quite as emotional had her children not been there in the final battle for, her, battle for her to go, I do have to keep this illusion going and I have to keep my hex up or I lose my children. Yeah, I do think there was, I, I will say how they did it definitely gave more gravity to her having to give everything up because she wasn't just losing a husband, she was losing, like you said, her kids. And that scene... That scene is just so heartbreaking. It reminds me of like, we read this story uh, when I was in college and it was this story about how like the, end, the, world, the world was going to end and these parents, like everyone knew, everyone on the earth knew the world was going to end. The story of these two parents, it was like a little short story and how they did nothing different. They cooked dinner, they let their kids play, they put their kids to bed, same time as usual, and then they just stayed together, they went to bed themselves, like, and that's kind of what we see, right? Like, they do everything normal, they put their kids to bed, and it just wrecks you, but you don't want to change anything, you know? Like, you don't want to cause worry or panic, like, they're your kids, so... You see this protection she has over them so intensely that her she is literally about to lose her world, like literally about to lose it, and she still thinks, "Well, I want to protect them as much as I can in those final moments." Yeah, absolutely. And there was so much just grace in the way that it was handled between her and Vision and the children and stuff. And you know that Wiccan knew stuff was going down oh yeah and absolutely and just absolutely. the level of just commitment and responsibility to the whole family of we have to keep going on like everything is normal because our mom needs us to because we've now seen her suffer through this depression and then this epic battle where the hex is coming down and we're disintegrating again 
and she's witnessing this all over again and you know it's her nightmares coming true again so it's it really was just this haunting conclusion to that story yeah but and you gotta wonder if wicked and um speed ever said anything to each other in the bedroom after they left because there's no there's like i have never even as a kid in the past there's no kid that like when you close the door and say good night they just go straight they close their eyes and go to bed that just doesn't happen no, absolutely so not. like so like what you know what in reality what would they have said to each other like do you think wiccan would have shared and said yeah i know something's about to happen or just we're gonna be okay or maybe the reason they survived is because wiccan did something to make them survive you know what i mean like that would be what if it was yeah like because wiccan is also really really powerful like his mom like he also has insane powers it's just he has to grow into them but you know that he has them so you know is he the reason that they were able to get that ending sequence and say you know mom help us like was wiccan the one that put them somewhere to prevent them from disappearing forever yeah, just to protect them more and i kind of i get the feeling that wiccan would have calmed his twin and just done one of his little mind reading illusion things to him and made him very peaceful in that moment uh but very wanda pietro very wanda pietro it kind of is disappointing that we didn't get to see that but it would have been like another stab to the heart to see that moment between the twins as the hex falls on their bedroom and uh, wiccan has to just be there for speed you know, and we, it was, yeah. it was hard to see just that with Vision and Wanda. Yeah, but I have to believe that's what happened. You know what I mean? That Wiccan was there for speed, and that's how that went down. That you think they're in their beds, but I think... They're at the window. I absolutely yeah. agree. Watching yeah, like something... Is, yeah, like Wiccan is there for his brother. Like, he is the, like, stronger like more hold it together just like his mom and speed is more like Pietro. And I I I think some people have a problem with that, but like if you read the comics and all this stuff, like I love that. I love that they're almost like a copy and paste because it's not a complete copy and paste, but it's enough of a callback to reminisce and fall in love again. Yeah, for sure. And it just it drives it home a bit more that Wanda lost her twin. You know? And yeah, exactly. The fact that you see how much they need yeah, each and other. That scene in episode... I can't remember if it was five, four or five, where she gives birth to the twins and uh, Monica's there. And she's just like, I was a twin. And they don't even have yeah. Pietro there yet. They haven't really brought him up at all in the MCU since he died. And Yeah. He's he's been a ghost, literally. Yeah, like there's been no real mention of him. We just keep getting this. She's been through a lot. She's a kid. And I'm like, well, she's like twenty eight, so I don't really think she's like a kid. But whatever. And She's my yeah, age. Like, we're like the same age right now, so I don't believe that you can continue to say she's just a kid. Uh 
but yeah, whatever. we we can call Spider Man a kid still, but not not Scarlet Witch. Yeah, I, and I still I get the argument behind that because she's not a hundred percent in control of herself, and she's done some some bad on accident, like with the the building and killing all the people in Lagos and stuff. But it was still an accident. Tony Stark definitely killed more people. <laughs> he dropped buildings yeah don't even get me started on that <laughs> <laughs> on that comparison because man will i go off oh gosh i know Pro- protect the scarlet witch honestly protect wanda she deserves it she needs a break oh my god and then that like i just i loved the ending for wandavision so much that i'm searching for that ending and everything else that i watch now I just want yeah. something to grip me so much and then give me all of these theories and all of these what ifs. And then at the end of the day, it's still something completely different that I wouldn't have even thought of. Which so far, I don't feel like has been met. So far. No, I, I don't. I don't think that we have gotten that experience again. And I honestly don't think that we will get that experience again. Because uh, WandaVision was something so different. Yeah, it was very specific. It really could have, in my opinion, only been Wanda that went through this. And as much as I love Wanda, I'm glad she did go through it. And that's my horrible saying for the night. I'm glad she went through it. Right. I'm glad I got to watch her go through that. It's just tragic. And we love a good tragedy. So in that same what if parallel, though would she still have been able to go through this progression of character development if it hadn't been Vision with her? Oh. Or did we need to have the Vision to get to the Scarlet Witch? Because we hadn't met the Scarlet Witch until this series. I think we needed Vision. I think she needed to lose more. Like, I think she was already on her way to cracking, but then to get... You know what I mean? It's like... It's like when you see... It's like an animal, like they have animal testing and all that stuff. Not that I agree with it, but you see, or even in humans, you see like super bad stuff happen to them, super, super bad stuff. And then they get like a little bit of good, right? And it's like, oh, their hopes are up. Like you're bringing them back. And then all of a sudden, bam, you take it away. Like that's what makes you break. And I think Vision was that straw. He was it. He was, he was the hope she had left. The only thing, the good, and then just, not saying she went evil, but just, like, the only good in her life that she felt was for her, and then just to take it away, you know, and now she's, in my in my opinion, she's gone rogue, which I love. <laughs> I do, I do love that so much that now we're at the point where she is truly alone, because before she was the Avengers, she had Pietro. And before that, she had her parents. And then, you know, then she had Pietro and Ultron. And then after that, she had Pietro, the Avengers, and then just the Avengers, and then Steve, and then the Vision, and that was just her and the Vision. And now it's not even her, the twins, in a fake world anymore. It is just Wanda and the dog cold, held up in a cabin in the woods, waiting on some shit. Waiting on some shit. And I Ain't we it. all? I love it, and I'm so excited for Multiverse of Madness, and I'm so excited for the things that Kevin Feige has been just spewing lately, that we're going to see her story continue more after Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, I'm stoked for it. So, 
I don't, and a wrap up, what do, what is your favorite Wanda moment? Real quick wrap up off the top of your head. Okay, okay. This is how we're going to end it. All right, we both have to do one. Um, my favorite Wanda moment was, honestly, I loved the episode where she was just depressed and just fucking gave up. <laughs> like, the sweats, everything. I was like, I literally sat there the whole episode and was like, same! Oh, no. <laughs> same! Absolutely same! Especially, like, during the whole pandemic crap. Like, I was just like, oh, you are preaching to the choir! Like that just so that... <laughs> They really did! So that was my favorite. What about you? Uh, my favorite Wanda moment comes in Infinity War. I'm a sucker for tragedy, and I love when we kill our characters off, and I love when you get to see them break. I don't know what you call that. Uh, when she has to kill the Vision. The first uh, time. Because yes. she sees the Vision die twice in Infinity War, and then she loses him. Which is so rough. In WandaVision. <laughs> and that moment where she realizes that she has to do it and there's no choice. And he says, I can only feel you. You can never hurt me. Oh, God. I have a second one. Okay, okay. What's your it second? It was the, one of the final episodes of WandaVision where she goes to the S.W.O.R.D. headquarters. And she touches Vision's head and she says, I don't feel you. Yeah. That, that that was, was rough. like that was the moment that was rough. That was the moment where I was like, "This is going to be my favorite thing that I've seen on television in a very long time." Yeah, that was that was an intense moment. I loved it. I loved it so much. I loved WandaVision as a whole, and I really. It's a little too early to make the the great say that we won't get that that experience again. Through one of the MCU Disney Plus series. But at the moment, I don't think that we will. I don't either. I think I think that that I think what it was is unique and to itself. Yeah, yeah. I think that we really Marvel set themselves up, and we're just gonna have to sit and wait and see if they can, you know, keep the ball going. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening to Paracosm. Uh, we enjoyed doing it. It's our first episode, so. Thank you for sticking around, if you stuck around this long. Or if you skipped ahead, you know, that's fine, too. You know, wherever you wanted to land. Doesn't matter. We're all in this together. Yeah, exactly. But uh, we'll see you guys next time. Uh, I'm excited for the next episode as well. We're going to be talking about some... You could probably guess what we're talking about next, but we're not going to tell you until we get there. Yeah, it's it's not a hard pull or a big stretch to figure out where this is all heading. But it's going to be so beautiful. It is. It is going to be beautiful. All right. That's it, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening. This is where my home is. It's with you and your thigh-high boots. <laughs> it's with you and your thigh-high boots! The only time I get on Pinterest is legitimately for comic book stuff, like...
might go to my comic book store tomorrow and be like, will you guys please give me a job? I started a podcast. Give me a job. Please. <laughs> Stop yelling at me when I say things wrong. They literally yelled at me one day. Why? Um, Because I went in to get that Spider-Man uh, one-off that I was yapping about for a minute. And uh, it's like a reboot series that they're doing. They're like, what if the Avengers never existed? And uh, one of my favorite writers, Mark Bernardin, did a, a one-off for Spider-Man. Like, what if Spider-Man never got bit by the spider? And it's called um, Peter Parker, the Amazing Shutterbug. And I went in and I couldn't find it anywhere. So I stopped the guy and I was like, hey, do you have the Peter Parker one-off Shutterbug? And he went, um, it's the Amazing Shutterbug, you know. Oh like, my amazing God. Spider-Man, just... like, it's the amazing Shutterbug. And I was like, well, excuse the shit out of me. Hey, I, I would have been it? like, okay, thanks, fuck you. Yeah, you know, I was like, but can I have it? And... Yeah. <gasps> excuse me. I'm excited for them. <laughs> Green Spanks. Green Spanks. All about the spanks. It really is all about the spanks. <laughs> I can't. That just live fast and die for Hawkeye. I need that on a t-shirt. So live fast and die for Hawkeye. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's Petro's new slogan.